Hey guys, welcome to the Spruce Home Show, your no BS podcast that tackles what it looks like to design, build, and renovate. We're your hosts, Brad and Caitlin Blair. Welcome to the show. Hello and welcome back. Episode 30, here we are. When we first started this podcast, I of course did some Googling about podcasts and my research showed me that most podcasts don't make it past episode seven. So the fact that we are in episode three makes me feel really good, even though Brad's really the one who keeps this train moving. Um, but I am proud that we are now in episode 30 and hopefully have brought you guys a lot of value along the way. It's been a busy week here. Uh, the snow is melting, which is glorious. We've gotten out on some bike rides with the kids. We had a new staff member start. Projects are rolling. It's just a really, a really good time for the business right now. So the topic we have for you guys today isn't going to be a super long episode. It's more some information that I think everyone kind of wonders when they decide that they're either going to build or renovate. Obviously, one of the very first things that comes to mind is, can I afford this? So we just wanted to talk to you guys about how our pricing structure works and what the process of pricing with Spruce Homes looks like. So I'll let Brad kind of jump into it since he is the brains and Excel sheet master of the pricing. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, uh, for the most part, well, not even for the most part, <laughs> exclusively yeah. I deal with the pricing, uh, whether it's at the beginning of the project or throughout the, chain, throughout the project with change orders and whatnot. So yeah, Caitlin's right. I am the numbers person, I suppose. Um, I guess the first thing to mention is that the one big difference between builders, uh, like if you go to one builder and then you go talk to another one probably is this process. Once you get into the middle, uh, of the project, like when you get into construction, I think for the most part, most builders are pretty similar. There might be some nuances like, um, I suppose some builders may let you on site all the time and others may never. And some builders might do like weekly walkthroughs and others might do no walkthroughs. Yeah, you know there'd I mean? be some small differences, I think. But I would say that the pricing process is probably where the biggest difference comes in. And so I guess take a lot of this with maybe a grain of salt, but this is how we do it. Um, we see value in the way that we've done our process and there's a reason behind it. So like I said, if you go to somebody else, it's likely going to look different, but this is kind of how it looks like with us. So for us, we it always starts with just sitting down face to face and understanding um, what the client wants, expects, needs, etc. right? Because as a builder, there's it's difficult to create expectations or to meet expectations unless you know what they are. Um, and sometimes they may be unrealistic or sometimes they may be extremely achievable, but you need to know that up front. So that's where we always start, just sitting down and, and understanding what your needs are, what your wants are. Inclusions that you want is a great example. So things like a walkout basement, a walkout basement, an ICF basement, um, upgraded mechanical systems, of, of extremely energy efficient home. Do you want very high end finishings? Do you just need a lot of space, but you're not super concerned about the the finishings? Like we've had this comment before that 
people have little kids and they're like, well, whatever I put in my house is not, my kids are going to beat it up anyway. So I just need the space for them to play around. And honestly, even if people can tell us smaller details, like if they want heated tile floors everywhere. Exactly. So it's just, it's really understanding those broad types of things. It's not, we don't get down to design elements right off the hop, but it is good to understand from a kind of 30,000 foot view what people are expecting in that final product so that we can make sure that we can actually build within their budget. And if not, then we should, we should make sure that they know that right off the hop before we move forward and, and time and money gets involved. So that, and that's really what we're trying to nip in the butt right off the hop is based on the overarching expectations. Do we think that we can actually meet or can we actually build what, what you want? And a lot of, at this point in time, the conversation always yields towards, well, what is, how much is it per square Price foot? per square foot. <laughs> <laughs> Which, that question haunts us in our dreams. It does haunt us. And you know what? I understand it from both sides. Like as a custom, as a custom home builder, we don't have a price per square foot. Uh, I can tell you what our average average or i can tell you what our last three or last six or last eight um, if you're looking for someone who has more of a price per square foot that would be someone more of a track builder yeah more of a of a volume builder that kind of just has a set of floor plans and you have some options and that doesn't it doesn't mean to say that there can't be some realm but when when you're getting into every house and every room being fully customized it's really difficult to answer that question and Things like location can change uh, that answer. Things like f types of floor plans, like whether it's two-story, whether it's bungalow, whether it's an attached garage, a detached garage. Um, all of those different factors play uh, come, into, come into play, I suppose, when we're talking about price per square foot. So it's difficult. And the other challenge at this exact moment is with how volatile prices are what a price per square foot was two months ago can almost be irrelevant today, depending on the time of the year. Like right now, as we're speaking, lumber has spiked again in the last handful of weeks. So if we were to price a house uh, two months ago, the price per square foot of that exact house today would be different. So, and that's just one material, that's just one line item. So if you look at that throughout an entire build, in combination with the nature of custom homes, that and the pricing volatility, nailing down that price per square foot is very difficult. Like for example, right now, our spread in our last, I think six houses is over a hundred dollars a square foot difference between the cheapest one we've done in the last six and the most expensive. So it can be really dramatic. Um, you mm -hmm. times that by a 2000 square foot house, that's $200,000. So yeah. like that's what the spread could potentially be. So that's why it becomes difficult. And that's why at when we sit down at, at the very start, we try and talk about those inclusions and, and the wants and the needs is so that we can try and narrow it down and say, okay, well, if the last six houses we built had a $100 per square foot spread, what do you want? And can we narrow it down to maybe like a $50 per square foot range or a $25 per square foot range. Can we, can we range that? Um, so at least we can get an idea like, Hey, yes, I think we can build within your budget or maybe now's not the time. 
Mm-hmm. So that's really what that initial meeting is for is uh, to kind of understand each other. After that, if we think that it's viable, that's when we move into floor plans and actually designing the floor plans. And we always start with concept plans. So there's... Maybe explain what a concept plan yeah, is. Yeah. So there's two different types of drawings, I suppose. Concept plans and construction drawings. So concept plans are what you would see as general blueprints. So like the floor plan, you get exterior elevations. So basically just a 2D of each side of your house. And then you get a floor plan for the main floor, the basement, the second floor, garage and whatnot. Concept plans don't have any construction details to them. So typically concept plans are a few pages long. Construction drawings are when you bring in all of the construction details into building that floor plan. So it has electrical plans and a roof plan, structural plans, um, along with more detailed measurements on the floor plan and, and whatnot. So it has cross sections. So whereas a concept plan may be a few pages long, um, a construction set may be 12 to 15 pages long. So there's just more detail involved. So we always start obviously with concept plans and to help with us, I always, we always start online. It's like everyone is looking on Pinterest and house and Google and whatnot. Um, so I always tell people to start there, look up some floor plans that you're, you like, you likely aren't going to find a floor plan online. That's perfect. And Mm -hmm. if you do, okay, that's fine. But find a handful that you like different things about and then we can combine them all they never combine perfectly (laughs) um but combining those with maybe some photos that you see on pinterest that you like or some photos that you see on instagram and that's a little bit easier on acreage builds when there aren't as many restrictions we'll call Mm -hmm. it when it comes to infill builds i would say most commonly people will take a plan that we've previously done and tweak it a bit yeah depending on the lot size yeah or just start totally from scratch like Mm -hmm. one of the challenges with online plans is a lot of them are from the u.s and a pretty large section of the u.s don't have basements so you'll look up a bungalow plan and there is no basements, which means that there's no stairs to the basement, mm-hmm. um, which you might think is a pretty minor thing. But all of a sudden you like if you like that plan and you got to put stairs somewhere, it kind of like blows up a section of the house and now you got to move things around. So it's not maybe as easy as you might think most of the time. But so that that's where we start. Start online, look for inspiration really. And then we have a meeting of the minds. And again, it's just a way to understand what you're drawn to. And that's when we start drawings. Um, We work on them behind the scenes to get them to a point where we believe we can share them with clients. And then at that point in time, we work directly with clients and going back and forth to edit the concept plans and kind of perfect them to get them to where people want before we move them to the construction set. And then once people are happy with the concept plans, we move into construction drawings, which is where all the details come in. And that's where the pricing starts. Mm -hmm. So at that point in time, we're able to completely price those plans. We have all the construction details that we need. We um, have drawings that we can send out to all of our tradespeople and what would you say the average time is for clients 
to finalize floor plans or concept drawings? Um, concept drawings, man, it's hard. I would say that on average, it's probably in that like six week range. A lot, it depends on a few things. Number one, how many revisions we need after that first release of the, of the concept plans. If it's only a few edits, then it could take as little as maybe like a month. So mm -hmm. four weeks, five weeks. If there's a whole bunch of edits, then it could take certainly longer, could take yeah. a couple months. Um, it, it does depend. It depends a lot. And it also depends on schedules. Like everyone's busy, right? So yeah. if, if people have a more difficult time getting time off work to, to meet, to go over the plans, then that can extend timelines also. But I would say for the most part, we look at in that six, eight week range, mm -hmm. probably six weeks on, on average. Um, so like I said, once the concept drawings are finalized, we get them drawn into a construction set. So we have all the construction details. We send them off for bids. And and that's when a very detailed, itemized, um, project-specific quote is able to be wrote up. So a lot of times our quotes will be like kind of 12 to 16, 17 pages long. Um, very itemized. And we do that for a reason so that people will are very transparent with people. And then also, so if they decide that they want to bring the cost down, then when things are itemized like that, they can see like, oh, the wainscoting detail, if I cut that out, I would save X amount of dollars. Yeah. And honestly, that was a, that's been learning, a learning curve for us over the last probably year is that we weren't, we weren't itemizing that probably a year ago. And all that was happening is that people were asking ex that exact question. Okay, well, we the wainscoting was included, but how much was it? And then I would have to go and backtrack, dig it out, and then send it. Where this way, I'm doing all of that work anyway. Um, mm -hmm. It's being done, and there's no reason why it can't be itemized and shared. I would say before I viewed that as more work, but ironically it's less. <laughs> <laughs> so it kind of kills two birds with one stone is that it allows us to be more transparent. And at the end of the day, it actually is less work for us um, in the end. So it it is good. And so you can see everything that's included. You can see all of the pricing. Like Caitlin said, then you can decide what you may want to do or not want to do. Um, and then there's also allowances included. So we put allowances for anything that you're going to select. So whether it's windows, doors, exterior, cabinets, plumbing fixtures, flooring, tile, all of those design details and design elements get allowances placed to them. And those allowances get finalized after the design is completed. Now, obviously things like drywall, electrical, shingles, things like that, um, unless you're changing the size of the house or something like that, those aren't going to change for the most part um, in most circumstances, but you can see those every allowance item is marked as an allowance. Otherwise um, the price kind of is what it is. So that being said, then you have a, once that's done, you have a total price itemized. And at that point in time, we move into design and move through the process. Woohoo! That's when I come to play. <laughs> that's when Caitlin comes into play. So, yeah, I guess that's that's kind of our the pricing process and what it looks like. So really it starts with sitting down and understanding what people want, need, what what their goals are, 
and then moving through concept plans, um, moving through construction drawings, getting detailed pricing together, and then deciding at that point in time whether we want to move or whether we're ready to move into the design phase. Um, and then you kind of take it from there. So that's it, you guys. That is the Spruce Homes pricing process. Thanks so much for joining us for episode number 30. And if you have any questions or you want to jump in for that initial meeting, just reach out to us um, by email, by phone. All of our contact information is on the website. We hope you guys have a great week and we will see you next time. See ya.